As we hunkered down in social distance, this American Dice played a one-on-one -on -one campaign of Dungeons and Dragons, quote, the world's greatest role-playing game, unquote. Today, This American Dice brings you the fifth episode of Dragon of Ice Spire Peak from the D&D Essentials Kit. Seraphina and friends have cleared out the Dwarven excavation site, but how will they get back home with a band of hungry orcs standing in their way? What are those orcs even doing out here anyway? Been a while since we met them orcs coming down that mountain. Remember? They're a bit warmer, maybe, but hungrier, thirstier, and a lot lonelier, too. Just a handful now that hadn't split off. Hard to find a home of your own in this strange world, but I don't have to tell you that. Just last night, in the silver glow of Saloon's eye up above and the little campfire they made to cook up what little they had left, that very thought was on all their minds. Ah, uh, how long are we going to wait here? He'll come back. He lied about all that rich farmland and warm meat we find down here. He probably lied about the Dwarven Cave, too. Be patient for once in your damned life. If you're too much of a coward, hand over that axe and I'll go find it myself. One of the other orcs stood up. She held her arm to her chest. It was still black and twisted from the frostbite. But them two boys shut up real fast. He's right. If my husband hasn't returned by sunrise, we should go to the cave ourselves. We're almost out of the mountains. Yes, Yelsa, okay, we will. All them orcs nodded in agreement and went off to sleep on the hard ground. All but that young fiery one. He stayed up all night long, sharpening the point of his javelin, thinking of who he'd get to put it through in the morning. Recording now, oh my gosh, here we are. This is D&D. Doisp is what I like to call it. Dragons of Ice Spire Peak. Alright, what's your name? Marisa. Who are you playing today? Oh, I'm David, by the way. What, what are you playing? Seraphina Teeny. My nickname is Feeny. Feeny Teeny. Teeny Feeny. And um, I am a halfling bard. You had a sleep sleepover. A mm -hmm. little camp fun. Right. This must be like sunrise-ish, maybe, like mm -hmm. early morning. Um, oh yeah, and you are, let's see, on this map. I contemplated writing it down, but I just couldn't bring myself to, to do it. But it's, I think it was somewhere on the quest, it said like, um, due east of 
uh, ley lawn, so it's like probably somewhere in here. Mm -hmm. It's where you are, and here's where Fandlin is. So right. Pretty close. And Umbridge Hill was like right there. Mm -hmm. So you haven't strayed too far. A group of orcs came up. Oh, that's right. In fact, three of them. Three orcs. I think they said uh, something angry like, What are you doing here? I feel like they probably sound like, What are you doing here? Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, okay, I'm going to try and replicate that. Exactly. All right, good luck. Er, what are y'all doing here? No, not y'all. <laughs> uh, I'm making them southern. Too. They're also southern. Well, I mean, they're in the area, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, I think everyone's all healed up. You got all your spells back because you took a, a long rest. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, do you know what orcs look like? Mm, I mean, kind of. Bigger, yeah. and they have tusks. Yeah, they usually have like tusks coming out from the bottom. They have like gray, greenish skin, purplish or bluish skin. Yeah, and, and this these ones in particular, and sometimes they're like very green, like like forest green, Kelly green. Sometimes, and sometimes they're like smoke gray. But these are somewhere in the ones that you see before you, or somewhere in the middle. It's almost if you imagine leaving a green olive out for a couple of weeks. And you can tell they're all part of the same kind of tribe. Um, and I'm gonna ask ask on you to fill this in. What do you, what kind of clothing kind of thing do you like? You know, Crips always wear blue, but this tribe always wears something. I think that they all have like a like something that they wear. You yeah, okay. that kind of um, okay. you can tell by sight that oh, these are all part of the same tribe. So they have one of those belts, like it's like a belt that goes this way, but it also like goes like across their chest. Does that make sense? Oh, like a bandolier, like Chewbacca. Yes. Yeah. So they have, they all have a bandolier, um, and their bandolier has like adorned with like teeth. Oh, like sh like sharp teeth. You know, like really pointy teeth. Yeah, I love it. But it's like that's like their decoration. Yeah, teeth and, like, tusks and things. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, oh, and w one thing about D&D &D orcs in particular, they're more, like, uh, porcine. So you might, as a player, like them. So that's why they have kind of, like, the tusks and things, too, because they're, like, boar-like. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, so, actually, could you roll a skill check for me? I would love for you to roll um, Insight. My insight says, I think that's a one that you drew. Four. Four. Okay, not great. Um, oh, here, here's a good time to introduce this rule that I haven't introduced before. So you have this thing called inspiration, and you just start with inspiration. Um, different than bardic inspiration, which I really hate that they named bardic inspiration that. But you have regular inspiration. Um, and if you ever want to, you can spend it to roll an additional die. You know, to get the better of the two. If you want. And then it goes away and it comes back whenever you do something that is really cool. Like, based on my prerogative, basically. Whenever you um, kind of play into your background and stuff as a combat veteran. Alright, so I guess I'll roll again inspiration since I got a four. Yeah, if you want. And then, yeah, just when you do that, it, you can't use it again until I'm like... That was great, that thing you just did. Have a inspiration back. Okay. So you either have it or you don't. So I roll this again? Well, keep that and then roll the other d20 over there. Because you get a one, you'd be like, oh, well, I'd rather keep the four. 
I have an eight. Eight plus one is nine. Um, so yeah, still not the best, but with a nine, I, I can tell you that. Um, oh, and you know what? In the war and stuff, this makes total sense that you use your inspiration for this because in the war you were fight, fighting drow and mostly orcs. These, mm-hmm. it's from like a kingdom, which is crazy that orcs have a kingdom. It's like the first one that's ever happened in history. It a whole orc kingdom over there. They were the uh, the Hundred Arrows Kingdom, I think. But anyway, um, a lot of orcs there, mostly the green ones, and they uh, they were like huge and beefy and stuff. And you can you notice that these three look, in comparison, like pretty uh, scraggly, almost look like a sort of muscular human build instead of like I am Arnold Schwarzenegger but with tusks. Let's see, probably the one talking to you has a big battle axe, like the one that you found inside the. Temple, if you remember. Um, I think I don't remember if anyone took that or not. But anyway, someone has a battle axe. Maybe the dwarves do. And they have these uh, big javelins that are like spears that you can throw if you want. Mm-hmm. Inferna kind of... Uh, she probably already has her her weapon drawn. Or no, she probably has her bow drawn because it, it, there's a ways between you two. Like you would have to like charge to get near them. They're in shouting distance, I guess. So she has her... <laughs> oh, her bow is named Orcbiter. Which I'm sure she's told you many mm-hmm. times. Maybe one of them said like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" And the other one, maybe the one with this axe that's kind of um, at the front, which is kind of hilarious now that I said you're not within fighting distance. But and this other one is like a get out. Serafina says, "Oh, hello, my fellow countrymen. My name is Serafina Tealeaf." And we're just traveling along. Uh, nothing to see here. We're just uh, retrieving our, our friends, the dwarves here, from their, their... And, like, she wants to make sure that she makes that very clear. From their ancient ruins. And uh, we're just passing along peacefully, um, taking our friends back to where we live in Phandalin. Says, uh, uh, we're just gonna, you know, keep walking and play along. And so she's just like, do, 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 and kind of trying to like create a distraction with her music. Like, I'm just gonna keep walking now. Everybody keep walking and smiling and try to just pass them by without them, you know, creating drama. Yeah, and the two um, dwarf brothers, Nundro, kind of the sage steps up behind you um it's kind of ready to march along with you if that's the thing but he's like oh these um sorry i had something in my throat um these these uh orcs are quite violent these are must be the same kind that we uh we saw coming in before that just kind of rush in here probably trying to take over the place uh I, i don't know your experience with orcs but they're quite dangerous they do not take prisoners usually and Feeney leans over to Nundro and says, We already know what treasures are inside, and we have everything we need, so the best thing to do is just to keep going around them um, as if they are not, uh, nothing's wrong, so that we can just get past them and, and avoid violence. Because in Verna, um, the second that anything happens, she's going to attack them. Yeah, as you mentioned, in Verna, she actually through gritted teeth, which I can't 
recreate right now. But she's like, uh, all right, tea leaf. I'm doing this because we're friends. We don't want to fight these these folk out here. Folk. These monsters out here. I'm going to give you to the count of five so you can get far enough away before I kill them. And she's like not even looking at you. She's just looking at these three scraggly orcs holding her arrow. like, And you know, elves are theoretically, at least according to myth, uh, you know, trained with archery since almost they're born. So she could probably fire this arrow in a second. And you've probably seen that before. She's probably fired this arrow in front of you. And I don't want to fight because I just want to get everybody back safely to Vandalin. And these these orcs, to their credit, have not done anything overly aggressive toward you so far. Exactly. So then um, I feel like I would maybe say, well, Inverna, they, they haven't done anything yet. And as much as I know you, you would like to fight these orcs, I think it's best that we get everyone back to safety and pick up the midwife, Adabra, and get back to the town um, because the orcs aren't the real um, threat here. The dragon is, and we have to keep that in mind and keep pushing forward. So I will play a tune and <laughs> we'll, um, we'll, we'll just walk around the orcs and, and you can stand in the back and if anybody um, looks like they're about to attack, then you um, flag the rear and just be on lookout for them. And then I'll lead us forward. So I think if you want to do that, you're going to have to... seems like you're kind of appealing to logic, right? Yes. Yeah, so I think that you might have to do a persuasion check to convince her. Because you weren't like threatening her or like get in line, which would be intimidation or lying to her, which would be deception. So I think you're kind of persuading her, right? Yeah. All right, so this is a contested one, right? So we both roll one, and whoever gets higher. Although, do you have a bonus to uh, persuasion? My bonus to persuasion is plus three. Oh, that's pretty good. So let's let's do a roll-off and see if she is willing to do that or not. Okay. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Try it again, but on the table. No, I like the number I got. uh, That wasn't what it was. It was a one on the floor. I don't like that. Sixteen. Plus one, right? Or plus Plus three. three. Nineteen. So nineteen plus thirteen, you definitely beat me. So she, uh, I think, just kind of makes a noise, like an aggravated noise. Like, you can tell just because you have known her for a while that she's going to listen to that. But, yeah, how do you, so you're just going to play a merry tune and kind of walk away? Yeah, I'm just going to be like, okay, well, um, it was uh, nice coming across you uh, gentle folk, and um, we are going to be off on our way while, while you go into the dwarven ruins. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'm going to play this song for you to have a successful and lucrative time. And so... Feeny leads the way, and um, the dwarves are behind her, Shanjan, and then Inverna is, like, flagging, so she's sort of, like, walking backwards, and we're walking, like, forwards, but as a group. So. Yeah. I think, uh... Here we go on our way. We're on our way to Phandalin. 
then just you know tries tries to move forward out, away from the orcs. Are you trying to do a spell or anything, or just kind of playing to suit the mood? Trying to suit the mood more than anything. Yeah. Well, I I think um, hmm. should I make a roll happen here? I mean, I don't think I need to use a spell on them. Yeah, you're fine. Well, I don't know. Don't don't say that so uh, quickly because I think maybe this goes on for like a few seconds. I don't know, like ten or twenty, as you kind of are walking away, kind of clearing the entrance to let them go in. And the one, like the maybe leader, um, starts walking toward the the ruins, but then one of the other three is like, hey, wait a second. Before you go, why don't all of you uh, leave all your valuables there and we'll take them off your hands for you. Feeney turns around and says, um, uh, slowly puts down her magical ukulele and says, well, I appreciate you gentlefolk coming in here and um but you see we have two of the um most important archaeological dwarves with us and this is their dwarven ruin um and it's ancient to their people so anything that we take with us is rightfully theirs so no we will not be emptying out our pockets and we are not going to stop you from moving forward as you see these dwarves have um uh, relented to let you go into their ancient ruins but because these two are very important historians and were doing important research for their families i'm sure you can understand that you wouldn't want anybody taking anything from from your people so we're going to keep moving forward, and um, good day. We are not emptying our pockets. And she's just going to make a firm statement, and then um, maybe like the dwarves, like kind of maybe like bow up a little bit behind her, like they're gonna, they're like ready to protect what they've got too. Yeah, and they are not fighters by any means, but especially Tharden, the um, he was the older of the two. He said uh, he's kind of doing that. Nundro is kind of like, uh, I don't like this. But um, this orc is like, oh, this is dwarven ruins? No, this looks like orc ruins to me. All those things you took out, those belong to us. Oh, so maybe um, Feeney says, well, actually, we spent the night there, and if you go deep into the ruins you will see proof that these are dwarven ruins. There are um, dwarf symbols, and there's even a dwarf place of worship deep inside. So maybe if you, if you orcs travel in, inside of the, the dwarven ruins, um, you'll find that there is uh, dwarf hieroglyphs everywhere, and there's also dwarf imagery in addition to a, a dwarf um, place of worship and lots of secret caves. So 
now that we've given you this information, you should go check it out for yourselves and, and look for yourselves. Um, but you'll find the proof that these belongs to these this dwarf family. And uh, it's best that you um, move on and um, go, go excavate for yourself now that we're done. And um, again, you'll find the proof that you need. But all you need to do is just go in there and start looking around. And then um, I think with the tusks and everything, there's an approximation like they, the one that's been the side one, not the one that is theoretically a leader, but the one that's been talking the most at least, um, kind of curls their lips up and it's like, oh, this is grotesque. What's happening here? And you can see a lot of their teeth are missing. Maybe their own teeth are part of the belt they've made or the bandolier, I guess. But that one then says, uh, by orc ruin, we mean a ruin that we will take. Anything not guarded is ours. I don't care who, none of us care who had it before. This is going to be our new home. And anything you took from our new home should be ours. Um, it may be the other one, the third one, who hasn't talked yet. And they're all kind of like, especially now, they're kind of like moving toward you. Like, uh. But slowly, but like closing the distance a little bit. And the the one who hasn't talked yet, the quiet one, I guess, is um, like, yes, and also my husband came in here as a scout and has already claimed this area. We're here to collect him and collect our new home. So Feeney says, hmm. I'm sure that um, these dwarves, now that we are... Uh, done with the um, archaeological dig that, that they were doing. They're ready to, to ready and willing to give you this ruin. You can have it, but you can't have anything that we've already taken because it was already, the, the dwarves were here before your husband came in. They saw him come in, actually. And um, I cannot say that I saw him at all in my when I was exploring, I can't say that I saw him, but I can promise you that the dwarves were here first. So seeing that they were here first, we've taken what we need and it is yours. You, you may have it. We have no quarrels with you all and we're going to take what we need and we are leaving, um, this area. And so she looks at Inverna and says, um, you know, like maybe gives her a nod to like pull her bow up. And get it ready and then like nods to Shanjan, you know, kind of like gives him this like sort of magical look like <laughs> get ready to, to use your magic if you need to. And she sort of backs the dwarves away a little more so that she's kind of like trying to protect them. Attempts to uh, walk away from this area. I think, yeah, exactly now during this Mexican standoff situation. Um and they're definitely within charging distance now if they weren't before. You kind of have a, let's, you kind of flash back to the, the war, right? The war of the, the Silver Marches, mm -hmm. where you're fighting all these uh, these highly organized, uh, like, orc and, like, drow, evil elf, uh, you know, battalions. And, yeah, like, what like what happened? What, what was a, a really good... Um, or a really gruesome thing or like horrible thing that you saw these uh these orc soldiers do during that war. 
Um, maybe the orcs during the war were like slit somebody's throat and then open their mouth and then like pull out all their teeth and then you know move on to the next person and just like discard the bodies after that yikes yeah and then um i guess how are these orcs that you're seeing now different either physically or um maybe in the way they talk or what's another kind of characteristic that having this flashback you realize like oh these are kind of different tribes or nations or something at least Maybe the ones in the war have more like a pig body where they're like, they're really, really muscular, but like really big pot bellies. Oh, I love that. So they like have big muscles, but then real big fat bellies. I love that. That's really cool. So yeah, you kind of um, think back on the war and how kind of gruesome these orcs were and maybe getting worried about what could happen to your friends and these kind of random explorers that are with you that aren't technically fighters um and as they're kind of the three orcs are kind of taking steps toward you yeah i think um just that one that's been the most talkative is just like um her husband's claimed this and orcs have claimed to everything here that's that's guarded or unguarded we need a new home, and this looks good, and all of your valuables look even better. So if you're not going to give them to us willingly, then we're going to take, and then just interrupting him, that kind of the the one in front, the leader, I guess, with the axe, kind of just hits this one over the head with, like, the, you know, the flat of the axe. And uh, that one kind of goes back, and it's like, it's like touching his pig nose, and it's like bleeding a little. It's like, silence! These ugly people have uh, cleared this place out for us and given it to us. They can take their valuables. You've already been wounded. Just let them go. And the other one just is kind of, the talkative one is just kind of scowling. She's like, I am still the leader here of the scouting party. And uh, you kind of see maybe in the eyes of this one that's bleeding, just like, not for long, kind of. Get out of here before I change my mind. To you three. Or to you five. <laughs> and um, Feeney just uh, looks at them and, of course, you know, gives Shanjan and Inverna just one more quick look like, okay, we got to get out of here. Um, you know, drop your weapons. Looks at them and says um, something to the effect of, like, good luck and happy hunting. Um, thank you for your... Hmm, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you for your mercy and then she just you know knowing that like it's more of a uh you know you're just saying that to just kind of get out of there but not that she actually believes it necessarily so she's like thanks for your mercy and then just kind of gives them a nod and and then all right everybody let's go and then they all um you know teeny feeny teeny leads the leads them and just quick quickly walks away as fast as she possibly can yeah, and I think just on as you are, these two aggressive parties are kind of uh, parting ways, at least. Um, that one that has the bloody nose now just gets the last word in. They, they have to. Just like pointing the javelin, you know, like the, the big spear thing is at you. Um, just like, if you ever cross paths with the teeth rippers again, don't expect such mercy. 
as he's still bleeding and just kind of puffing up their chest to be like, yeah, I'm going to get you. Hmm. So Feeney just nods an acknowledgement and then walks away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they kind of let you go. If you don't do anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll like, pick up Miss Adabra and get back and get my money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's a... Uh... I think it was like a day or so travel, right? Doesn't really matter. It's like a day or so as you folks are traveling. And I think Nundro in particular is pretty annoying. He's like, oh, well, um, maybe we should take another rest. My, uh, whew, my, my little feet are killing me. And just constantly, like every couple hours. So you're not making very good time either. <laughs> but I think it's some one of these, uh, several little five-minute rests. Um, yeah, and there's no, like, a trail or anything, so it's also just through just fields, basically. Um, actually, yeah, I'll give it I'll give it up to you. Who do you think um, would you talk to of your sidekicks? Or, I guess, the dwarves, too. Do I want to talk to them? Yeah. About what? Yeah, would you... I mean... All of them have something to say. I'll leave it up to you of which one you kind of go up to just hang out with during this break. Okay. I want to hang out with Shanjan because I haven't hung out with him in a minute. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it makes sense. Probably Inverno's probably like off brooding like <laughs> in the uh, outskirts sad. of this thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Shanjan with his like new bird stick. <laughs> bird staff. It's just, um, wow, uh, Feeny, I'm, gotta say I'm really impressed. I didn't think you could de-escalate that situation. I thought that those orcs were really gonna, like, attack us. I've never, I mean, we fought that war. I've never would have thought that orcs could back down like that. They've always been, I mean, Inverna's not totally wrong from my experience, at least, but kind of savage monsters. I didn't think they could even be reasoned with. That that was pretty impressive. Well, the most important thing, Shanjan, is that we get the dwarves and pick up Adabra and back to Phandalin so that we can warn the town of the dragon because as much as I thought it would be fun to watch Inverna fight the orcs, the real threat here isn't the orcs. The real threat here is the dragon. And if we want to get back to Phandalin and um, collect our gold and uh, board the town from the impending dragon an impending dragon attack, it's important that we just keep our eye on what's what's our what is our goal and the orcs just aren't our goal right now yeah and you know um i remember that that bartender lady too in Fandolin was saying some people are more worried about these increasing orc threats around too i wonder if they're all the same tribe well the facts are the farthest we get away from the ruins the better because when that orc finds their husband dead from the attack earlier. 
they're not going to be happy and they're going to be looking for us. So it's important neither way that um, we get back to Phandalin to um, protect the town not only from the dragon but also from the possible orc attacks. We don't know if they're the same ones at this point. Um, we probably should have asked before we went to see what they look like, but now that we know, we can report back on, on who is who's close by. Yeah, pretty scary stuff. I mean, these jellies, this uh, these angry orcs about looking for a new home. Like, what happened to their old one? Like, I, man, I'm just glad that you know you and Inverna are here. I could not do this alone. Well, I couldn't do it without you two. Um, so the quicker we can get these dwarves moving back to Umbridge Hill, the better. Hey, I don't know if this will cheer you up, but he kind of hits the staff on the ground and it makes it turkey gobble. <laughs> oh my gosh, Shanjan, I haven't laughed like that in, in at least two days. <laughs> That's the funniest gobble gobble I've ever heard in my life. Um, how in the world is this staff of bird calls supposed to help us? <laughs> He's like, that is a great question, but maybe when we get scared like this, we can at least uh, make some weird bird noises. Oh, make a loon's call. That's what I want to hear next. All right. He does that and make a loon call for us. Loon! Loon! <laughs> He's like classic. <laughs> Teeny says, Teeny says, Wow, I uh, guess don't know what I expected from a loon's call to sound like loon, but well, you know, birds are magical. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> birds are mysterious magical creatures. <laughs> so, do you have anyone else to talk to or you want to get, get moving? Um, I guess I'll go talk to Inverna. Sure. So Feeny goes over to Inverna where she's brooding away from their little resting spot, probably, I'm assuming. She's, like, not with the rest of them. Yeah, maybe there's, like, a little outcropping, like a little sort of tiny hill, which we don't know living in Florida, but sometimes that happens. She's kind of, like, standing on top of that, kind of, like, surveying the land, sharpening her sword. Her short... Her, her sword promise. Um, and Verna, I just wanted to come by and tell you, first of all, thank you very much for not attacking those orcs. It was really important that we got out of there alive without fighting because, you know, the real goal is to now go to Umbridge Hill to pick up Adabra and head back to Phandalin and warn everybody of what we've seen. And I know that was really hard for you, but you're compromise and your faithfulness has is uh, why I love you so much my friend and I just appreciate you being on this quest with the, me she's like mm, mm-hmm well I don't think you understand how much I hate orcs Maybe I didn't tell you before, but I do. Kind of sarcastically. She's like, they took everything from me. And I promised myself 
that I would never let one that I saw walk away. And I broke that promise because of you, so... Well, I hope you understand the gravity of that situation. I do understand, and I'm sorry that I've made you um, go back on your promise. But out of curiosity, the orcs that hurt your family, did they look similar to the ones that we just saw? Yeah, big tusks. But did they also wear the belt thing with teeth on it? Listen, I don't really care about orc fashion. I care about orcs walking away, breathing my same air. It's just a question because the orcs that were in the war that Shanjan and I experienced were of a different tribe. A much more violent and awful, terrible tribe. And I'm not telling you that because I think that these orcs wouldn't be violent with us. They certainly would. I'm just wondering how many different tribes are out here and what we should be looking for. There's probably more tribes in there than mountains on in Faerun. No matter what they do, though, they're all raised the same. They're all born the same. It's in their blood to kill and take and murder everything they see. While that is true, they did let us go. So for this one time, it's important that um, we remember that and keep pushing forward. And I promise you the next time that we come across orcs, if they show any sign of aggression, I'll let you make the decision first. Well, good. You know, hopefully our, hopefully that dragon might be taking care of our problem anyway. I don't know if they were uh, close enough for your uh, different eyes to see, but a lot of them have frostbites in places that uh, you don't usually get frostbite in the summer. Hmm. Wow, that is a really interesting point. I didn't get to see that, actually, but I'm really glad you pointed it out because that's true. At this point, they have very little left if they've already met the dragon. Well, now they have a new home, thanks to us. Well, Pretty well fortified. I don't know about that. Everything's caving in. And we have no idea what else is in there. She's like, mm. But, in any case, I just wanted to say thank you and, and ask you if you're doing okay so that we can get these dwarves on their way. We really need to get to Umbridge Hill. They find their their husband in there a bit. Some of them might not be as uh, kind as they were around here. They might be looking at the first uh, warm body they saw to spill their blood. If they see that dead body in there, you don't blame it on us. They're probably going to be on our trail. So I'm not real happy about all these uh, frequent water breaks we've been taking because of that uh, overweight dwarf we've been lugging around. Feeny nods her head. And she kind of looks like, stands up fully on this uh, little hill again. And kind of looks over to where you came, like on the horizon, you know. That's kind of what I'm worried about here. I'm sure they're not very far behind us. Well, it's best that we get these dwarves up and and moving. I think no more resting from here on out. We're just going to have to keep pushing them forward. 
Shinai just nods and keeps looking at the horizon. Alright, so then um, Feeny goes back to where Shanjin and the two dwarves are, are sitting. Well, I'm assuming Shanjin's probably not sitting, but the other dwarves She's are. Just making weird bird noises. Yeah. <laughs> Cacaw! <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> Feeny goes back to the group and says to the dwarves, Okay, well, we've let you rest long enough, but Inverna brought up a really good point that as soon as those orcs see their husband is dead, um, they could be they could come after us. They don't know that it wasn't us that that killed him. So it's best that um, you uh, get your feet ready, and we're going to go straight to Umbridge Hill with no breaks this time. Everybody. Go to the bathroom if you need to go to the bathroom. This is your last break. <laughs> I think um, Nundro had his uh, like shoes off and is like rubbing them with some kind of weird gel thing. And he's like, "Oh well, um, I guess I could be ready after I um, finish my other foot." All right. Well, put that gel on your f- other foot and let's get going. <laughs> Um, and... And Tharden's, um... She's like, Every time, Nundro, come on! You're at the most sensitive baby feet I've... Oh my god, it's impossible. Took us almost a week to walk down here the first time. Oh, no, we can't take a week. Um, sorry, gentlemen. But we've got to get you back to your, um... To Mr. Wester. And, uh... And your brother, everybody's waiting, and the threat of the dragon is real. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but apparently those orcs had frostbite. And you know what that means. That means they met with the dragon. And at this point, there's no telling what they're going to do and and who they're going to come after. But the last people they saw was us. So, um, you know, if you need to put some cloth in your feet to cushion them... Or if you need to, um, possibly, uh, we could take turns. <laughs> I was thinking, like, like, Shanjan and Inverna can take turns <laughs> holding your arms up. For what? <laughs> you know, like, when you do, like, to a little kid where you, like, you hold each of their arms and they, like, <laughs> their, their feet doesn't touch the ground. They could maybe do that with you, but I don't know. Dwarves aren't that short. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, we can take turns rubbing your, like, we'll each get a toe. <laughs> no. I was thinking, like, well, we can each take turns carrying you. But I was like, but I can't carry you, most likely. <laughs> That's pretty good. We can each take turns, um... You know, carrying carrying an arm so that that you can move faster. But but there are no more stops from here on out. It's time to move. Oh, and Nundro's like, oh, and in fact, oh, maybe this is maybe as you you've all packed up finally. This is like a little bit later on, and Nundro kind of um, walks over to you, puts up his glasses, his spectacles. You know, you have to call fantasy glasses spectacles. Hmm. And he's like, uh, oh, you know. Um, Interesting that we saw these orcs. There's a, there's quite a rich history of uh, orc raids and 
savage tribes in this whole area. In fact, it's uh, speculated that um, the town of Coneyberry used used to be a thriving village was was sacked. It's left in ruins now. You probably passed it along the Tribor Trail, but it's as you saw probably it's uh, only scant ruins, almost a ghost town at this point. They think it was probably orcs. Or there's some debate among scholars that it could be human barbarians that actually did the damage. Hard to tell now. It's, uh, and in fact, uh, most orc tribes usually take what they want and just burn the village to the ground. So the fact that there's still buildings up leads me to believe that it was probably the humans that did it. And he just goes just into history like real boring real fast. Like, And you know that like this specific... Spear is only made by orcs, and you can tell, but the human barbarians use this. It's just like over and over, basically, for the entire way, over to the windmill. And uh, Feeney at some point says, Well, this is all very interesting. Um, I, you dwarves will be able to at least take a few minutes of rest um, while we gather Miss um, the midwife, Adabra. Um, so make sure that you drink your water and... Uh, rest your your feet solve your feet one more time if you need to because after we pick her up we're heading straight to Fandolin. no more breaks after that either um and i i bet you anything um adabra would love to hear these stories (laughs) (laughs) and i think uh nundro maybe had been talking about random history garbage um for like an hour or two and then once you mention his feet he's like you notice like almost instantly he starts walking with a limp that he hadn't before and he's like oh yes in fact oh my my feet are pretty sore I hope we're getting close maybe we could stop one more time no more stopping I'm sorry but um maybe I want to use a magic thing oh yeah or <clears throat> I think he's uh, he's okay to go, but you can definitely ensorcel him if you want. That could be fun. I was thinking about deceiving him. Oh, like make a lie to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what are you going to say? Um, I was thinking maybe saying like like Oh, um the 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 closer we get to Umbridge Hill, the softer and um, the ground gets. So it's almost like walking on fluffy air. Um, your feet barely even feel it. It's it's almost like magic. Something <laughs> magical. <laughs> That's pretty good. I think he's gonna. I'm not gonna make you roll for it because he's gonna follow you no matter what. But now he's just like, um, well, that's fascinating. I never thought about maybe the maybe it's connected to the elemental plane of air and just the. The earth there is softer. Right? That could be quite fascinating, especially near a windmill, near the elemental plane, of, a portal to the elemental plane of air would be. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That was very smart of that woman, if that's the case. That's, and just kind of muttering to himself um, and slowing further and further down until his brother Darden kind of just like, you know, brotherly punches him on the arm and just like grab him and drags him along, basically. It's like, all right, Darn, come on. And they kind of you know, play fight each other for a minute. To which uh, Nundo is not very good at that. 
But anyway, yeah, you uh, you've convinced him that there. And maybe as you get closer and closer, he's like, he is like stepping weird every now and then. He's like, hmm, I don't think the phenomenon has started yet, and keeps going. But yeah, I think you make it to the the windmill, probably near. Like, it's getting close to twilight now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did you have anything um, you need to say to Adabra or anything? I mean, I think Adabra already knows that we're picking her up on the way back. Mm-hmm. So we get to Umbridge Hill and... Um, uh, I think the windmill's going as you arrive. I mean, I guess you don't shut a windmill down, but... You can tell it's, like, obviously making stuff. Maybe there's, like, smoke coming out of the chimney or whatever. So they knock on the... She knocks, she knocks on the door. Feeny knocks on the door. And, um... Calls out for Adabra. Yeah, she let she lets you right in. And she's, like... She looks very busy. I'm thinking now she's, like, one of these, uh... You know, her hair's all askew. It's, like, up in, like, a weird... Crazy thing. And she's got, like, grays in her hair and everything. Mm-hmm. I think I said that before. But I'm now picturing her just, like, a... You know, like that, like hippie art teacher type. And she's kind of running around, and she's like, "Oh, okay. Um, glad to see you again, um, Feeny, right?" Yes, ma'am. Um, of course. We, if you recall, uh, we said that we were going to pick you up and take you back to Thandalin on our way um, back from the ruins. And I just want to warn you right now that. I know I mentioned before that one of the biggest threats was the dragon. But right now, we've also encountered orcs um, when we were on our way to pick up these two dwarves. So it's very important that you gather all of your potions and everything and we take you back to your sister. And she's kind of, um, you know, just like pacing around. She's like, oh, well, actually... Um, I took your advice to heart. I'm already packed. She points to like a, a chest and she's like, I've made a lot of potions. I've been trying to uh, add some more to it just at the end. Um, the gnomes nearby took a lot of my potions of courage, but I thought, you know, that might be uh, handy as a dragon comes. So I refilled some of my supply of that, but mostly healing potions. And I've packed all my bags, ready to go, but, um, hmm, she can maybe... She opens, like, the little window thing, you know? Like, the wooden... I forget what that's called. Shutters? There you go. She, she's like, hmm. It's close to sunset now. I don't know if we'd want to travel at night, but... Hey, this... I mean, this old windmill of mine... Well, that I found... Um, protected against a manticore. Maybe if orcs come, could protect against them, too. Might be safer than on the road, and... Well, I've got at least one spare bed. Maybe, uh... Better than, you know, just on the ground. And Nundro's like, and in fact, about your ground, I've heard that there's some kind of portal to the elemental plane. And she's like, just doesn't even, just, uh, gives him a weird look, probably. Hmm. But yeah, are you okay to uh, spend the night here, or do you want to keep moving? Hmm, I mean, it's not like I used any magic, really, right? I just used one, so mm-hmm. it's not like I need to spend the night and sleep. But are there, um, should I be cautious about traveling at night? 
almost into the day. Kind of. You won't be able to see as well. And there, if you, um, depending on how, how far you push yourself, you could get this mechanical thing called exhaustion, which just makes you, uh, I mean, much like the English word exhaustion, just makes it things harder. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Weird. But it's up to you. This, I mean, this is a big stone tower, so it's might be pretty, uh, you know, good against like a siege kind of thing. And there's that window at the top that you can shoot arrows can down if you really need to. Me? Like if orcs come or something. All right. Well, that's Feeny, really up to you. Feeny really wants to move forward, but she looks at Shanjan and Vernon and says, "Do you think we should stay the night, or do you think that we should?" Um, keep moving. I mean, obviously these dwarves are, at least this particular one, is going to keep trudging along slower and slower if we don't keep pushing. Um, but do you think we should spend the night and then go go at first sunlight? Um, and she's, uh, I think Inverna is like a, do you have a, you have a bow and arrow? Do you, do you, uh, can you shoot? I'm asking you as if you know, but I, I'm not sure if bards are proficient in bows or not. I think they probably are. I mean, I've I've held one before, and I've I've uh, used one in battle. Um, I'm definitely more um, proficient with my rapier. All right. Well, like I said before, I my kind don't really need to uh, sleep per se, but I'm gonna have to do a a reverie for about four hours. And I'm not going to be uh, able to look out that window on sentry duty, but if someone takes over just a few hours during the night while I'm doing that, then I think we should be okay. I can keep an eye out. And she's like looking to Shanjan. She's like, I know you probably can't shoot nothing. And he kind of just shrugs like, you're right. All right, well, thank you, Miss Adabra, for being so kind. Um, somebody can take the extra bed, and I'm sure that we can all sleep on the floor comfortably, than, more comfortably than outside. So we will stay here for the night. Yeah, that sounds good. And I think um, probably Adabra makes you some... Like, a, as much as she can do some kind of, like, elaborate kind of food. It's probably, like, a lot of bread stuff because she lives in a windmill, so I assume a lot of grains and things are she makes herself. So, oh, sweet sourdough. Sweet and sourdough. Oh, my God. I didn't mean to say that, but absolutely. Yeah, what's something that's, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll leave, I love having you fill in the details and stuff, but what's something that's, like, uh, it's really cozier, like a uh, homey that you you kind of notice around her place. It's like, oh, that's cute. I love it. Maybe she like um, has like a bunch of dried lavender and stuff like hanging around the the home, um, so it like smells good, you know. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, that, that makes so much sense as a an herbalist. Just like as soon as you walk in the door, it's just like, oh, love it. It's like walking to a Yankee candle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like she probably always has like uh, 
like tea boiling or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, in like a big, I'm thinking like a big kettle or something. Mm -hmm. Or no, like a cauldron, I guess. Somewhere between a cauldron and a kettle. Yeah, because herbalists are like sort of witchy. They're like the civil, like, I don't know, uh, not civilized, but the, uh, like, approved um, by society. uh, Society acceptable ones. Anyway, you know what I mean. So, yeah, you have, I think, um, a pretty uneventful night, unless you want to talk to any of these people again. Nah. Yeah, just give them the silent treatment, fuck them. Nah. (laughs) No, and I think maybe Adabra is like, to Nundro, just like, as he's rubbing his corns again. Just like, oh, um, actually, um, I could probably make a better solve for you. Hold on. I'll, I'll get ready on that. And then she starts boiling that after dinner. And that probably smells, like, really weird. I'm thinking, like, the boiled bean smell. It's like, oh, this isn't great. But Nundra loves it. He's like, this does feel better. You'll have to send me this recipe. This was one that my, uh, grandfather gave me he had the same condition my two brothers have seemed to uh avoided the the situation somehow but and i think just tharden is like rolling his eyes so hard and tharden as before very quiet stoic just like seems annoyed at everything that's happening but also like grateful oh and actually i think um maybe right before you go to bed or actually, we'll make it in the morning. Let's just skip to the morning. Um, maybe as you're having like another breakfast, she's making like a poached eggs or something. Um, he's like, uh, um, uh, Feeny, I've, uh, you know, I've been thinking about it, and we went out there to, you know, excavate this place get some money and stuff but we're really there looking for something else so just these uh diamond or these gems and things we found were a bonus and well you really helped us out by getting those orcs out of there and killing that jelly creature so i couldn't really feel uh i couldn't sleep at night if i took all this these gems from you so please you can take these as payment for looking out for us and escorting us over he kind of gives you whatever I think there were like 13 gems total Hmm. wow thank you so much Um, that is so very kind of you and uh, we still have some ways to go to get you back safely into town so I truly appreciate your your generosity Um, you know it's a as a as a strong heart halfling it's in our blood to help and to be supportive of all of all people so thank you well yeah they say uh dwarves are supposed to be greedy and abathor was i guess the greediest of, of us all but i think i learned some things looking at those hieroglyphs and things i don't want to get so greedy that I'm not, that I lose the generosity of, uh, you know, people that are actually looking out for me and turn into some kind of gold jelly. Also, that would be bad. 
Yeah, nobody wants to be a gold jelly. And and think about all the cool things that you learned if you hadn't gotten to do that. We're just we're all we're all learning on this voyage voyage together. Yeah, I think uh, Nundro's learned about too much for his uh, bridges, but I guess I got some room. <laughs> Maybe they like share like a little hug sort of thing. Oh yeah, he's probably really awkward about it, but he's, he like hugs you back. Yeah, she's she's definitely a hugger. I feel. Yeah. And then she's like, um, says, uh, "I'm gonna sing you a little song." And then she sings a song about learning to Go not ahead. be greedy. <laughs> Put it up. If you are greedy, you're gonna turn to slimy. Don't be greedy. Don't be slimy. Don't you wanna be on a quest? joining us for this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. Your cast was Marisa as Serafina Tealeaf and David as the Dungeon Master. Austin helped with the opening. Music for this episode was An Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forsland. Medieval Abstraction by Lucas Pernay and Miloslav Koller. Brushed Bells, Daniel Birch. Land of a Fork Divided by Mid-Air Machine and Happy Victory by Heatley Bros. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help this American Dice. Austin will read every five-star review we receive on air as your favorite fictional or non-fictional cat. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice, and remember, wash your hands and wear a mask. Sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought I was supposed to laugh at it because <laughs> it was supposed to cheer me up. Yeah. Do you laugh at it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, good. That was my laugh. You are a trained actor. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more like a turkey gobble. <laughs> And Happy Victory by Heatley Bros. If you could please. (laughs) Why would you do that to me?
Heatley Bros. Heatley Bros. Is everyone finally asleep? Okay, get over here. All right. Are we going to get this orkgy started or what? Yeah, move your leg so we can orky nine a little bit better. Oh, give me your orc. Put it right there. Oh, right. Here, hold on. Let me touch this. Oh, oh, whoa. That's one hell of an orky you got. Yeah, we've all got orkies. That's the deal. We're orcs. It's how it works. <laughs>